Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, an unusual all-boys school, crazy roommates, school coordinators, false accusations, a wealthy clientele, and cross-dressing. Listener discretion is advised. Please come with me Episode 144. It's a trap! Can school get any more confusing? Happy New Year, everyone! Welcome to 2012, and welcome to a new episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, the podcast where you get information and reviews about different types of manga. From Shonen, Shoujo, Josie, Senen, and even Gekiga, we go in-depth on each manga to tell you about the characters, the art design, the plot, and if it's worth reading in the long run. I'm your host, Zan, and I'm ready to drop you some knowledge. But first, remember, you can check out any of our early episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin.gmail.com, me at zan.sparkin.com. You can check us out on Twitter under Sparkin. We're also on Facebook under Sparkin Manga Review Group. And if you want to really check us out, check us out on fightbait.com. And you can leave voicemail at 206-350-8462. That, again, is 206-350-8462. Leave voicemail. We'll play it on air. That's pretty cool. And like I said, if you don't agree with anything we say, I've heard we're just a little entertaining. So don't worry about it. So, hopefully you've had a very good New Year, and hopefully your 2011 wasn't bad. Mine was okay, could have been better, but hopefully 2012 is a lot better. We're going to see what's going to happen. Hopefully things look a lot brighter and happier. I mean, it's only been one day since it was, and my New Year's Eve was insane. But again, I digress a little bit. Anyway, we should get into some emails, but unfortunately all I've got right now is a lot of Chaz Wang emails about new things being released, so I don't think you guys are interested in that. And, well, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to get right into it because you're here to listen to me talk about manga, not me review stuff. And, unfortunately, I would love to have a better manga to start off the year, but, hey, there's only one way to go up. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spirekin Manga Review when I reviewed Discommunication Serehen, I spun that one, that only, the It dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga which is bizarre and strange and just kind of uncomfortable. It originally came out in 2010 and it's still coming out. It was released by Shu Surasai. He does the art in the story itself. It's never released over here and it is a 
comedy, GB, romance, school life, etchy series. No, seriously, it's a how to become a fucking crossdresser manga. That's really what it is. And the fact that they put this as a romance is really fucked up on so many levels. But again, I digress. And the manga I'm reviewing is called Reversible, or as I found it, Reversible School Life. And this series is, well, only a certain amount of episodes and issues have been released. And to be honest with you, I'm glad only this much has been released because, well, I really did not like this manga. Well, let me get into what it's actually about. So, Reversible School Life, or Reversible, it's about Kaido Sho. He's the youngest child of the Kaido family, which is this really big zaibatsu that owns Kaido Electronics. So this kid is worth a lot of money. And even though he's had a very wealthy life, his parents have pretty much neglected him because they put all their emphasis on his elite older sisters. He says that they're all the expectations and everything was put on them, and he was kind of left to the wayside. And the manga actually opens up where there's an unknown incident which involves a girl accusing him of something. And he's confessing, I didn't do anything, there's nothing wrong. And everyone doesn't believe a word he says, and they say, you know what, you brought disgrace upon us, so we have to get rid of you. And as opposed to most mangas where, you know, if you're in a zaibatsu, they'll blow your brains out or disown you, they say, we're going to send you to an all-boys school where you won't have this problem ever again. So he's sent to St. Stachosia, the school for people who need to hide from the public eye. Most of the students are really fucking rich, and they have alternate fake names, and for some reason, Shu didn't realize you could put a fake name, so he's using his real name, so everyone knows who the hell he is. But everyone else has a made-up name. And even people who are related have different names, just so no one knows who they are. But it's this all-boys school, but when Kaido gets there, he's immediately confused, because all over the place he sees these very, really hot girls who are walking around who are really tall and trains like wondering where are all these hot girls coming from they're really tall what is there some sort of sports club i thought this was an all-boys school and he's confused and he sees this really pretty girl with long hair and he's like oh she's kind of hot and i don't know what's going on and i feel weird but i gotta go talk to the principal so he goes talks to the principal and she explains everything introduces everything and he kind of zones out because he's thinking about this cute girl and they reveal the truth about this place which is that it's an all-boys school. There are no girls there. I know you're thinking about, wait, where all the girls are there. No, they're all boys. Turns out that there's this weird rule that the principals instituted that will make all the students understand what it's like to be a woman and to be able to be more comfortable around them and to respect them more. And what it is is that all the students have to cross-dress. Well, it's like half the school cross-dress one week and then they switch over. So one week you're a boy, the next week you dress up as a girl. And it goes like that completely. And Kaido is like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? Is there any way to get it? It's like, nope, this is where you're stuck. And the girl that he's interested in, well, it's the girl, Dink Dink, comes in. And this is, well, anyway, it's, well, anyway, this rule has all, the entire population has to dress up as a girl. And so every other week, half the students have to become being dragged. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who would come up with this? And trust me, it gets worse after this. It gets a lot fucking worse. And like I said, door opens up and he's introduced to his coordinator. This is a student who's an older student who actually helps him adapt to the fact that he now has to become a fucking drag queen. And it's ironically the girl guy that he saw earlier, and that is Subaki Yazoki, who is the ultimate performance coordinator. This is like 
Tsubaki is like the number one character there is out there. And even though he's very popular, there's this weird hidden past that you never really find out about, and I'm really not interested to find out what the fuck the deal is with him. But, anyway, Tsubaki is considered also the king of the crossdressers because he's the best of the best. Like, he actually looks like a girl. He wears makeup. He does his nails and all this other crazy shit. And he's there to actually help Kaido out. And he professes that he's straight. Now, the majority of the characters here say they're straight. And immediately are like, okay, how many of these people are in fucking denial over this shit? Because a lot of people are just like, what the hell? I mean, because, I don't know. It just was very unfucking comfortable the series, but, so, also in this school is his roommate, who is a super lowly friendly character, I mean, this character embodies Moe, when you first see him, like, oh my god, it's a Moe character, and it looks like a really cute girl, but oh my god, it's a guy, and this is Matsuyuki Tomo, the middle school student's coordinator, who's got a lot of issues, and the last part I got to, apparently, he was raped, or some shit, and I was like, what the fuck, and he's just a complete Prick who constantly is fighting with Subaki, and they have this whole power struggle for some reason. I don't really pay attention to it, but anyway. So, as I said, he started his first week having to be in drag. He doesn't know what to do. They dressed him and they made him look like a girl, and he was freaking out about it. So they take him to class, and he's introduced and he uses his real name, so everyone knows he is the unofficial heir to the Kaido family electronics store. And they're like, "Oh my God, he's rich, he's wealthy," and some people are resentful about it, and he's introduced to the class representative who kind of becomes his best friends and this is Natsumi Oi this guy who's kind of nice when you first meet him he's actually dressed up like a guy and when he's a girl he kind of looks like a mixture of Misato from Evangelion and the boss from Iken so it's really bizarre oh all everyone there's flat chested no one wears falsies which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but again I digress and Natsumi is very bizarre because he likes butts. He doesn't care if it's a guys or girls. He likes grabbing butts. And also he likes buying girly clothes. He orders it and potentially he could be Matsuyuki's brother. We don't really know what their deal is, but he's that anyway. And they become best friends and he's Mr. Exposition. He explains all the little stupid shit here and there and he's there to help him out in weird ways. And like I said, the majority of the cast of the crossdressers say that they're straight with the exception of the beautician, whose name is Kagayama, who even says, I have a tall wifey who's a really cute hubby. And you're like, oh my god, this is really, what the fuck? And he's the unofficial shrink. You know, they go to get their hair done and blah, 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 blah. Boring as all shit. Now, the art style is really fanservice-y, and there's a lot of panty shots and cleavage shots, and other feminine shots which really should not be there because they're all guys I mean you see these guys in drag in these positions which should be really alluring but the fact is they're you know guys and they look feminine it's really bizarre and it makes all the characters look kawaii but this manga is essentially a how to cross dress guide they have fashion tips they have explanations on how to use eyeliner how to use the right type of clothing how to do your hair right how to not look like a guy in here. It's, what the fuck? I really was just like, blah, with this series. It's just not interesting. It reads like a technical manual of points. It just was like, not really that just interesting. I mean, the crappy subplot aside where it's like, oh, he's interested in Tsubaki, but he knows he's a guy, and it's that whole forbidden love. I've read it done so much better in other series where you didn't have the fucking cross-dressing element because it's like, all the time, they keep switching on it. And that's the other thing. 
They don't capitalize on that. They just show him constantly as a girl. He's constantly changing. They don't show him as a guy, relaxing, doing guy things. The only time they do is that Sumi bursts into the room when he's trying on clothes saying, Hey, anyone want to play multiplayer? Because they are guys. They should be acting like guys, but they don't. They all act like girls. I don't understand it. These guys should be like all tomboyish, but they're not. They all act feminine. I don't fucking understand it. <sighs> but anyway, I feel that this series is just written either for girls who want to look at guys in drag or future drag queens. I did not fucking understand it at all. I mean, the only interesting element I found was that the students don't get any monetary support from their families. And I said, they're all fucking rich. So you wonder, how the hell are they supposed to survive in this school? Well, all the students are given this smart card, which is essentially a combination ID card, room key, and debit card. And the students' grades determine their allowance. So if you do really good in a class, you're going to get a lot of money, and you're going to be able to buy a lot of stuff. But if you're like an F student, you're going to get nothing, and you're going to be starving and have to beg people for money. And this concept could have been used to make this more interesting by having the fact that, oh, he's got to work hard to keep his grades up while dealing with all the situation. They don't even capitalize on it. It's only in three panels in the entire fucking manga. And the rest is just, oh, he's got to raise his grade up. And they don't even touch upon it. It's like, oh, I did okay. Nothing else, nothing about the money, nothing about that. So it was just kind of left to the wayside. I just felt it was just poorly just executed. Now, I know I've said a lot of bad things about this manga. Now, what are the good things about this manga? The art style is okay. It's just, it's kind of okay, but an okay art style does not fix the fact that the story is unappealing, it's uninteresting, and it just seems really uninspired. It's like it's half-assed done. It's like, okay, we're going to make them all drag queens. And what about character development? Oh, we'll kind of throw in some stuff here and there, but it's just not really going to be interesting, and we're not going to explain anything else. I mean, it's good when you don't explain stuff, but this just was like, let's half-ass it, and let's make everyone always constantly just in drag never in their straight clothes and I just couldn't get into this I mean I spent the first third of this manga wondering what the hell the demographic for this was I mean really who would read this honestly I really could not understand I couldn't wrap my head around it and then the other two thirds was spent just trying to find a redeeming factor besides the subpar style of drawing I mean I tried I really tried but sadly I did not find one the characters were all uninteresting, and the, the plight of the main character just was not that good. I've read so much better GB stuff. I mean, my favorite series is Ranma. But besides Ranma, Futaba couldn't change. You have um, I Mean My Strawberry Eggs. You have a bunch of series where it's done better, where it's just the main character crosses. And you think, oh, if we do everybody, it'd be interesting. It's not. The fact that it's a sh it should be classified as a show nine, it's not, makes it even worse. I mean, I just really just could not get into this. I mean, I tried, but it just didn't appeal to me in any way at all. I mean, overall, my review is just simply this. I have to give this a fucking, take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it. There is nothing good for this. There, it's just it's just poorly done. And you girls who listen to this podcast, if you like this series, tell me why you like it, because I can't fucking wrap my head around it. There's better Shonen Eye stuff out there. There's better stuff out there than this. Why is this interesting if it is? Let me know, please. Okay, now i got to wash my brain out with something manly, like the Gona Guy series, so my brain will be better. But anyway, enough about this. So remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us, sparkin at gmail.com, or me at zanspirekin.com. All this information is on our show notes and 
I guess that's it for this episode. I should get to that part we all am waiting for, but I think I have one last thing to say. We got into manga next. Yes, we did. And it's going to be a lot of fun because we have our panels coming up. So if you have a chance, sign up for Manga Next, go to our panels, and you will win free manga. I got a lot of manga to give away. And also, I got some really good panels that are going to be pretty interesting and pretty informative. And guess that's it. So with that in mind, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga. And what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga, except no substitute, is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on. What I've done is I've signed a manga to each of the slots. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Whatever lands on that's reviewing in the next episode of the Spire and Manga Review, episode 145. Five more to go till we hit 150, baby. Five more to go. So let's see what we're reviewing in the next episode. We got some pretty good ones. So let's see what we're going to review. So in the next episode, 145, we're going to be reviewing a manga called Red Eyes. Now, what is Red Eyes about? I don't know. Maybe it's like that horrible Cillian Murphy movie that came out a couple years back. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it's pretty good. Uh, so I guess that's it for this episode, I think. Is there anything else? Um, no, not really. guess that's it. So, as usual, this is your host, Zahn, for Spire Kid Manga Review. I am Gonsville. Catch you next time. See you.